Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. With Simone doing her thing behind the glass on the ones and twos, as always. Thank you, Simone. A little new music Friday. There you go. A little new music Friday. So, any any plans, you two, for the weekend? Either of you? I, I told you. Well, yeah, you're locked football, down. I, I'm <laughs> not going nowhere because it's, it's raining. Yeah, I don't mess with rain. Uh, I would have loved to golf or something. But. Yeah, I got uh, I got the house to myself tonight. My girlfriend's going over to Let's Yosemite. Let's go. Over, hey, I'm a slide. I'm a slide. We're going to talk tonight. Malik Monk. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to do some Monk talk for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm actually, you know what? I am mm-hmm. going to the game tomorrow as a fan. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. first one. I have not gone to a game as a fan in... I don't even remember the last like time. years. Yeah, yes, years. Like oh pre-pandemic, it has been since I have sat like Pre-panini? in the in the crowd. <laughs> Pre-panini. Come on, sure. <laughs> Why not? Pre-panini. It's been since uh, since I sat in the stands. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for that against the Jazz on Saturday. Enjoy it. Go. Kick your yeah. feet up. Yeah, there you. I'm go. going to. I'm definitely going to. I absolutely am going to enjoy. Just Are you going to take the media pass? And- no, 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 no. Better not. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> grab some, absolutely grab some not. No, if absolutely. anyone's listening. Yeah, that was a test. First off, not only on record will I say no, but just just actually no, I will I will not. That was I, a test. Last thing I, I want to do is be remotely associated with work on a, on a Saturday that I actually get off. Grab so. some popcorn and... Hey man, that's what I got you for. You know, you, you I'm not going. Keep your okay. Well then, uh, I'm not going. I'll be there not. Monday though. Okay. I'm not. Got to see hey, Jordan hit Poole. Up Frankie and Brendan. Yeah, hit there them up. Let's get, get water. That's all I need is water and popcorn. There you go. All right. So now we're seeing from and and look, we love the sack chat has been on fire all week. They have. See, ever since we named them officially, named them. Yeah. They have been on fire. It's gone to we have level. Patrick Donaldson now chiming in saying it's not raining this weekend. It was changed Ooh. to Monday and Tuesday. Okay. I'm getting to tea time. Haven't we asked this question? Uh, and and bless all the meteorologists out there. But like, is it what 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 happens with that job? Like, how how does the oh, weather? Meteorologist? Yeah, like how uh, how we, is it every that week you just... ask for a meteorologist to call in <laughs> yeah. so we can they can explain to us how it works? And we still haven't heard from one. So nine one six three three nine eleven forty. If you are a meteorologist, please call in. Please. We're just trying to figure this. This whole thing out. How do as things we, go from 80% chance to rain to actually it's going to be bright and sunny, and it's actually going to rain on Tuesday. No, we good. We good. No rain. No rain. 916-339-1140. On the text line, as we talk, Malik Monk, and if you're just now joining us, thank you for joining us. If you've been listening, thank you for rocking with us. So Chris Watkins yes. drops a bomb on mean me I'm sorry. before the break, and he says he does not think that Malik Monk will ever be a starter as a Sacramento King, as long as Mike Brown is the coach. Yes. I well, you, think, <laughs> but that's what you said. Yeah, I did. I did say that. No, and I'm not turning down on that. It just sounds a lot worse <laughs> when you put it like that. No, I Never just, I ever again will Mike Brown, not even. He don't want to see him in the starting <laughs> yeah. lineup. He don't want his name announced. Yeah. <laughs> he don't want any of it. And here we have on the 530 on the text line, you can't have two six three guards starting long term. That's interesting. It's just too small. Yeah. Right? Defensively. Yeah. Defensively, that is a problem for sure. I don't know if it's like the end all be all, because I mean if De'Aaron's a great, a great, you know, defender, you know, maybe that that helps alleviate that problem. But that's that is a good point. That's definitely a reason why you might you might go away from it because mm-hmm. you've seen teams like even Portland in the past, when they had CJ and Dame, you're gonna struggle defensively, uh yeah. just 
against any guards in the NBA. And that's a good comp. Who that's else? Really is, tough. Yeah, because I was thinking. So obviously, and and by the way, we I, we did not bring up this name. If you've been listening, you will remember that I was trying to get Chris on the Donovan Mitchell train. Oh, Chris is firmly off yeah, the train. So off. He will not get on the train, and I'm off it too because Donovan Mitchell, of course, just like everybody else, wants to play in New York. So right. I don't. The reason we're bringing this up is because the Cavs are a complete mess. They have Poor injuries all God. all across the board. Yeah. Darius Garland, who we just brought up. Another great young guard. He's out for a period fractured of time. Fractured his jaw. He fractured his jaw. He has some really bizarre injuries that has happened to him. So it's a bad luck. They also have Mobley, Evan who is Mobley now out, out. Six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks as well. So my God. So Chris says to me during the break, look, I know I'm not really into this style of play, but Donovan Mitchell, and as we talk a little bit later about what's going on in the Bay Area and Buster Posey and what he had to say about the Giants and San Francisco not being able to get the these these free agents I don't think that I would want a if there is any if we're comparing somebody that is even rumored to want to be in New York yeah and you're gonna give up whatever you're gonna give up and a rental situation yeah. or not going to resign and you're gonna lose Keegan ain't no way no there is no way so no you don't even pick up that phone I'm not picking up the phone I am I'm double clicking on the phone yeah. and and I I'm, see that Cleveland area code yeah no I'm, I'm like, rejecting nah, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not doing it I'm so good. you know what I think that Donovan Mitchell is a is a nice player but if you're not gonna stay if you don't want us we don't want you and yeah. we're not gonna give up Keegan Murray right. in that situation but these names are going to continue to pop up sure. and the Cavs who were a team who you always say they flew under the radar getting smacked by Nobody the, wants by the Knicks it. in the playoffs yeah. and 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 Donovan Mitchell who I would call a, what a tier two yeah he wants to be a tier two I think he's more of a tier three but he, he hovers around that tier two for sure mm-hmm. I'm I, he's he's fine like he's he's a really good player he definitely is a really good player and if mm-hmm. you have him surrounded around a quality team like he was in Utah. I mean, he had Bo, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. He had uh, he had uh, Mike Conley next to him. He had Rudy Gobert protecting his backside as well. Like, yeah. he had a really good team around him. You can be uh, a successful regular season team with Donovan Mitchell as one of your best players or as your best player, but it feels like he, his ceiling is like a, a strong two two option probably Donovan yeah like I I think he could be a second option I I would prefer him as like a 2B but I think realistically yeah yeah I I I don't think he's a one I don't think he's a number one option on a on a like really because right now he is the one he is the one and so what's Darius Garland you got two twos uh yeah, I would say Darius. I feel like I'm at in and out. Can I get two number can twos? Can I get a double double? Please? Yeah, can I get two double doubles? Yeah, nah. He, Animal fries. He's like a three. I would say. I would say Garland's a three. I kind of. I don't think Garland has like super high potential. I'm not mm. as high as Garland as smaller as guard. Else. Smaller guard, and uh, it's just kind of like he, he's solid. He reminds me honestly a lot of uh, a, like a newer age Mike Conley. I mm. think he's super solid. I just don't think that there's anything super special there. I'm um, not saying he's not a quality player who can't have a, a really good night, but, you know, I, I think he's your third option if you're, like, realistically trying to contend for a title or something. All right. Now, I've I've let you dance around it long yes, enough. Sir. Yes, sir. So, you, you think that – because you're, you're – I'm just trying to – I'm just trying to hear your standpoint. Yes. Of – is it just a guard-to-guard thing? Because I'm looking at the lineup, right? Yeah. It would be Herder. That's who we're talking about, yeah. right? Because Keegan would be the three. Yeah. So just put Malik in for Herder. Mm-hmm. You say no bueno. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen. I just think that Malik's value is most off the bench. Like, I think what he does coming off the bench, he's really allowed to act like a starter when he comes mm-hmm. off the bench. Like, he gets the ball in his hands a ton. Everything, for the most part, runs through him when De'Aaron's not out on the floor. I think it's a perfect role for him. Like, if he's out there with the starters, he's not going to have the ball in his hands a lot, and he's pretty much moved to just like a catch-and-shoot guy. And not saying he can't do that and be successful. Malik's a great shooter. He's having a great three-point shooting year. I think he's at 42% uh, right now from three. He can he can play that role, but I just don't feel like that's maximizing what he does. I mean, again, like he had nine assists last night. You're not going to really be able to have that level of Malik Monk if he's playing the Kevin Herter role. They would just have to play – not a completely different style, but you would have to play a little bit more of an isolation game. And and then again, it comes to the question of you've got to have somebody replacing Malik in that bench role. Like you yeah. do have to have some sort of bench presence. It doesn't mean you have to have a, a super sixth man like Malik, but you've got to have somebody come off the bench and bring you some sort of energy, some sort of pop. And they just don't have that right now. Maybe they can go acquire that guy in the future, but that's I just don't see Malik moving into the starting lineup until that gets addressed. And also, I do think I heard Charles Barkley explain uh, lineups like this the other day, and I, I just never heard anybody say it like this, and I, I think it's perfect. Malik, to me, much like De'Aaron and, and Sabonis, I would say are, are play starters. And they also have the ability to finish plays, but guys like Harrison and Keegan starting to develop some play starting, but, you know, Harrison and and – Herder and Sasha Vizankov, those guys are play finishers, okay? They can't set up their own points. And so I think Malik being one of the few guys on this team who can set up as a play starter, again, I think you just having all three of your play starters on the floor at the same time, it might be good when they're out there. But again, you got to kind of think about the other lineups and rotations that that aren't going to or that are going to suffer because – you can't play. Maybe you can figure out how to stagger two of them at mm-hmm. a time, but it just makes things a little bit more complicated. No, that's a great point. That is a great point because, again, it's more about structure versus right individual fits, individual right, or fits yeah. or good. Are you good enough yeah. to start? It's more about exactly. how the team fits. But that's why I want to see what happens. That's why I want to see what happens at the end of the season. I think a lot because yeah. if if the system, hey. It doesn't fit our system right now. Sure. Well, well, the system got system bounced in the first work. round twice. Right. Totally. So maybe we need to move the system. And I'm just saying here, I don't know why you got my boy Malik looking like Talladega Knights, like Cal from Talladega Knights. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, can I be first? Oh, no. the shake and bake? The yeah. shake and bake. Maybe I can shake yeah. them. He shakes maybe, it. Maybe yeah. I can bake them. No, you no, can't. No. <laughs> so Chris won't let Malik bake. I don't know why. 916-339-1140. Let's get out to Mitch. He wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, Mitch? You're on Salz and Watkins. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday, and of course, happy uh, weekend and holidays and everything. Um, I want to mind seeing Monk. You know, it's not always size. I think we've got scoring power. I, I want to see more from Barnes and uh, yeah, our center, you know, defensive-wise. Well, I guess, I mean, Sabonis is turned, playing great, and so is Fox. You could say he's a superstar. But if I would say somebody like Tucker's release, which would be uh, an easy pickup, you throw him in a game in that rotation with uh, JaVale McGee and is it Trey Lyles or Len? You know, I'm glad we're deep. So I don't know what's the big worry. But let's not, I don't want to give up assets for uh, – and you can't got to mention, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just a little cool. – I, I, I missed a little to the wrong bill. And I get all missed and collaborated. I'm sorry. 
and we, have a nice week. Enjoy the game. You have you have a good weekend too, Mitch. I I don't know. I I don't I don't know. Gotta get to a break. We'll be right back. Styles and Watkins talking Kings, talking Niners, Sackdown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Got Simone behind the glass, getting ready for her fantasy football <laughs> championship. Simone, who who's brought you to the playoffs so oh, far? Who CMC. The, oh, okay. CMC, gotcha. we That'll all we it. got. Right. Yeah. CMC for MVP. But don't be disrespectful to B-R-O-C. <laughs> Brack. K. Brack. Oh, I should have went per D. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm a little rusty. Yeah. We got these beats going. Yeah. We'll talk to Brendan about that. Brendan Nunes, not only is our Sacktown Sports Kings insider, he, just yeah. like all of us, may have dropped a song back in the day. A couple of them. We'll talk to Brendan next Wednesday about that. We As we take you up to 2 p.m., 916 Wait, you say you, you got a song then? I got a couple. I got a couple. Burying the lead there. Yeah. No, I got a couple, but today's not that day. Featuring Alan Styles or I those... got one I, I got one as a feature. Okay. Oh. I got one that's part of my mixtape. Right. Okay, where okay. I flipped Black and Yellow by Wiz Khalifa. Oh, okay. okay. We will be joining with that. <laughs> the garage band was hot. All right. So don't worry. Don't worry about it. Oh, but I'm worried. I'm definitely no, no, no. worried. Wait for the summer. Wait for the summer. That's all. But too much going on today. Okay. Too much going on right. today. 916-339-1140 from the 916. Mitchell averages 27 points on 45% shooting. Sheesh. Dude's a stud. That's, Chris. He likes to shoot the ball. Chris. That's what I say. Chris. What's up? You said 2A, 2B. That's yes. wild to me. Why is that? The two. You think he can one, be no, no, no. the star on a team and win a, win a no, championship? No, no, but you got to stop at two. You can't say 2B. That's three. You're saying three. That's a nice way of saying three. I mean, yeah. No, I, I mean, I think he can be like a guy who elevates to a two. I mean, definitely, and not even elevates. I think he can be at a two level, but I feel like personally he would be, like if he's your third option, I think you're definitely a title team, 1,000. Oh, yes. Can you level with me for a second? Yeah. I'm not comparing these guys, so hang with me. Okay. But I will, because I don't think they play the same, but I will say that I think – Mitchell is a guy in a similar category to Luca in that we know he's really good. We're not really sure what he needs, right? I think that yeah, they're similar sure, in that sure. Luca, they're trying to figure out what he needs. We've had, you know, he had Porzingis and now he's got Kyrie and they've been trying to figure right. it What's out. What's the right running mate? What's the right running mate? And I think that's where that's sure. where Donovan Mitchell I is. Gobert as well. was a pretty good one. I thought Gobert was a pretty good one. Yeah. I mean the, the Utah and like in Utah he had crazy success. I mean those they had a couple one seeds in there if I'm not mistaken. Like they, yeah. they really but they were, were they a were good fools team, goal. but they were fools. They goal. were fraudulent. Exactly. I mean in Denver, like you saw that. Like my problem is, I'm not. I just feel like a guy like Jamal Murray is more than capable of of stepping up. Now maybe not for an entire season. Jamal's not going to mm-hmm. average 27 a game, but I just don't feel like Donovan Mitchell is like a a crazy special talent in the NBA. I think he's a guy who's busted his butt and he's he's maximized the most out of his potential, but I, I personally think that he's had the advantage of being put in an opportunity now in both uh, both situations he's been in where the team just wants him to be their scorer. And we know he's a good scorer, but he he's really lost his two-way ability, which is what 
was initially intriguing about him in the league. And he's kind of become a bit one dimensional to where it is just like, I'm here to get buckets and it's going to be on high volume. Yeah, definitely high volume. And we saw something we were looking up players. A little to- Bradley Beal to me. Okay, I can yeah, see that, and yeah, I'm not a big Bradley Beal yeah. guy. We were looking up players' ba- ranks based on height as we were talking about right. Davion Mitchell a couple days ago. Weirdly, they had, 2K had Donovan Mitchell as the top-ranked 6'1 really? player. That's interesting. Okay. He's definitely 6'3". So, and so he's I Google it now, three, he's 6'3". Yeah. My point is, as somebody on the text line said, in the last segment, right. you can't have two six three guards starting long term. Right. As we bring this back to the Kings, I think it's the same idea. I yeah. think it's a you were talking about no Malik Monk. Right. I don't think that those two would jive at all. So you have two six three guards yeah. in De'Aaron Fox and Donovan Mitchell. Both need the ball in their both hand. need the ball in their hands. I don't think that were I. I don't think, I don't that, think works that works at all. Yeah. No. And then considering what you would have to give up, I mean, Cleveland gave up an arm and a leg and tons of first round picks in order to get Mitchell over there in the first place. I know he's on an expiring deal, but if I had to imagine, Cleveland's not going to want to give him up for nothing. Like, they're going to want probably some some picks and maybe a young guy. And so, yeah, I mean, it. again, like the Kings are in a situation where there's tons of guys out there who are available, but it just doesn't feel like any of those guys are the right guy unless it's OG or, or Pascal, if you believe in that. But it, nobody's at the right price, and nobody's worth – the risk, I think. Nobody feels like a a, a slam dunk fit for this team. And I think Monty and, and everybody else, frankly, should just be okay with, with waiting for that opportunity. Like mm-hmm. how often – I mean, Donovan Mitchell's availability just came out of nowhere. It yeah. came – like, I mean, people had been wondering if it was going to happen, but people were also like, you know, Cleveland's a good team who has their own aspirations and traded for Donovan Mitchell. They're going to try and make it work. Well, it's as quick as two guys go down and all of a sudden it – doesn't really make sense to to yeah. keep him anymore. Things can change so quick in the NBA. I, I would just I would just hold on because you just never know how situations will change and who will become who will become available because of those situations. Before we get into the jazz a little bit, one name that we haven't oh, really John talked Collins, about. John Collins, speaking of jazz. John Collins, he's, right? He's now, on the block, apparently. He's on the block. Now he's on the block Again. for a couple <laughs> different reasons. He's one of those guys who you look the part, but I actually don't know what it is that you do here. Right. And yes, totally. I've already seen people say, hey, Kings, they, you know, yeah. could use the length and, sure. and somehow get – what about John Collins? Right. I mean, he would have a reduced price, but the Jazz – and the Jazz aren't good. No. So if you can't get time on the Jazz, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. I yeah. would, I'm not going to talk about his <laughs> – He overstayed his welcome real quick in Utah. Yeah, that he happened – He just got there. <laughs> right. He just got there, right? So in Atlanta, you saw some flashes. Yeah. But even they were trying to get him out for the past two if years. It was a real, if it's a complete flyer – Cool, why not? Yeah. I don't know if the Jazz are yeah. – now it's bad that this leaked for the Jazz because they have less leverage. Totally. But, jazz yeah, I'd have to see – a little mini fire sale too. They are having a mini fire sale. Somebody will go get Clarkson too, I'm sure, because he can score the Ooh. basketball. He's in that he's in that Malik Monk type role. But I think he's been starting lately because they're just not <laughs> yeah. as good. But a Lori Markkinen guy. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about Lori Markkinen, help me understand, are you imagining that – Lori is playing the four and Sabonis is at That's the five? That's what I think people are, are imagining, yeah. Yeah. And Lori's been super ver- – I mean, Lori played three – the three in mm-hmm. Chicago. It didn't work out well. Yeah. But he's a guy who's – I mean, he's just, he's a legit seven foot, too. Right. So you could see how maybe next to Sabonis, 
I mean, defensively, you're still struggling. It's not like Laurie Markkinen is, you know, like Chet Holmgren, where you're yeah. pretty much getting rim protection and center defensive abilities, but you're getting him in more of a four's body. You're just kind of getting an oversized four. I mean, he, he's seven feet tall. He shoots from the perimeter. His game is pretty, pretty perimeter-centric. Mm-hmm. You know, moves well, but moves a little bit more like – you know, Sasha and Trey Lyles as yeah. opposed to Keegan and Harrison Barnes. Yeah, he's just, he just taller. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, yeah. and so it's going to lead to a little bit less foot speed. So, you know, I, I think I understand why people get excited about the offense of Laurie Markkinen yeah. added to this team. And I've seen people break their untradeable or for, for Keegan Murray for mm. Laurie Markkinen. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think Laurie's that big of a difference maker. Um, but that's that's kind of the thing with Laurie. If you're gonna if you are gonna go in on him, you're probably gonna have to get rid of uh, of of some real. You have to for sure. You'd like, have they're not to. just gonna give him up. Yeah, you'd have especially to. after the year he had last year. He was and, incredible. And we can do the same thing with the lineup and say, hey, is this is there a parade? Right. Is there a parade downtown right. at Doco? If you make this move, we can look at the lineup right here after we get to Joey nine one six three three nine eleven forty. Joey, you're on Styles and Watkins. What you got for us? What's up, guys? Good afternoon. Of course. Um, Good afternoon to you. Hey, can you help me understand? I have never really – I've played sports all my life, and it's crazy. And I still don't get that whole concept of what you guys talk about. I don't understand why Halliburton and Fox couldn't coexist. If you're about the team and you're about winning, I mean, isn't there some small sacrifices on each end on both sides just to make a whole – it takes five players to play basketball, am I right? Yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure and I'm not understanding why one person has to be so dominant when involving you gotta have all five players all be on the same thing. So can you make it can you help me understand that? Yeah, no, thanks for the call, Joey. We gotta get to a break, but definitely we'll come back with that. Cause I would say that when we're talking about Donovan Mitchell, that definitely w- wouldn't work. No. We've said on these airwaves, and I and Brendan has as well, Brendan Nunes, our Sacktown Sports Kings insider, that he's of the mindset that it could have worked. Yeah. Would it have looked like this? No. Would the individuals have looked like this? No. Probably not. Yeah. No. But there is Team a universe. wise it could have worked. It could have worked. Yeah. It could have worked. It's just so, the individual talents might have not shined to this level. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I think that... The way Halliburton plays completely different to Donovan Mitchell or somebody yes, like that. Totally. To where it definitely could have worked. His Halliburton, he's got 20 assists a game, right? Yeah. He's stacking up assists and things like that. So. I think it just would have required a ton of sacrifice. And that's the that's more, I think, where people are going is it's not – I mean, some, some will say point-blank period. It just would never have worked. I think what I would say is it just would have taken a lot of sacrifice on both ends and a lot of – adjusting for you wouldn't have been in the playoffs games. last season you definitely wouldn't have been it would, it would, this yes. would have been the year where it's like okay maybe they can figure out how to win games and and how to play off of each other in a more productive way but even guys like dame and cj like that didn't work out like mm-hmm. that you know that's what we mean i think or what people i should say not i don't I wouldn't lump myself but that's i think what people mean when they say it wouldn't have worked with tyrese and and De'Aaron, yes, the Portland team did make one Western Conference Finals, and they were in the playoffs year after year, but you just never were able to kind of get over the hump because the, you know, there's tons of different reasons. Dame and CJ. Dame and CJ, they just, they, you, you could, both guys couldn't be excellent with 
playing with each other. Right. And again, just so much sacrifice. And, you know, we'll talk about it on the other side. Yeah, and, we, and the, when we say, or when people say it's not going to work, it's also just the other side of, hey, if Halliburton stayed, the Kings wouldn't be winning, and they wouldn't be combining for 80 points with 25 exactly. or 30 assists. Right. That, they wouldn't have looked like that, I think is what most people are saying. All right, totally. got to get to a break. Continue with the conversation about the Kings as they take on the Jazz. You can't lose to a team who's about to start a fire sale. Can't happen, won't happen. We're getting a Saturday beam tomorrow night. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Our lovely hosts are joining us right now as they make their way back into the studio. Chris, what are you nibbling on? Got some, uh, got some good raisin canes. Notice the song I'm playing for old Styles here. Trying to see if I can trigger him into a rap battle here. Just gonna hop on with some bars. There you go. Styles and Watch. Man, shout out everybody. Yeah. Helping out at the uh, St. June Callathon or whatever. St. Jude. St. Jude. I'm sorry. I said St. Jude. Uh, St. Jude. Great work going on over there at the Mm -hmm. uh, uh, sister station, KNCI 1051. (sighs) Just awesome. Just just really awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. Great cause. And if you have some time, check on over. Some some really great stories over there. And, uh, if you can, anything you can give, definitely uh, donate over to uh, St. Jude's. Again, just a, a fantastic cause. My mom loves St. Jude's, always has. And St. Jude, I believe, color of St. Jude. And mom, if you're listening, I hope I'm not butchering this, but I believe St. Jude's <laughs> color is green. And my mom had a green car for basically the duration of middle school to high school. So I'm sure she'll be a part of it as well if she is listening. And she might. we might end the end the show the end the week the way we started the week she called in on monday when chris was no i wasn't there it was iconic you missed it she sent me a text she was listening earlier this week as well so maybe she'll call in as we talk all things kings taking you up to 2 p.m and taking you not taking you into your weekend but maybe some of you if you got a half day shout out to half days half day is very underutilized incredibly underutilized Mm -hmm. yeah we don't we don't get the pleasure of having half. That's right, here, but that's right. They're they're always the best, especially in school when you see that twelve fifteen out. Yeah. It's like oh my gosh, it's you might as well not do anything all day either. No, that's, that's the thing. You just get to just, lunch. Exactly, just, <laughs> just get to lunch. Just and, get to lunch. Yeah, I mean, call it a day. Miss them. I miss I that. <laughs> I was gonna say the thing I miss most about school is half days. Is half days. Miss the schools, and not the homework. And I was so bad at homework. No, I just it just I just didn't have time for it. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. No, but that's I, the thing. Yeah. Right. It was just like in I think we talked about it earlier this week. It's like a lot of teachers, it was if you just do the homework, you'll get a 70. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, how you do on your tests and quizzes will will change. But that you know, was a lie that. though. That was definitely because a lie. if you tank your right. tests. Right. You well, and also you would then have to get a hundred percent on all of the homework yes, assignments as yes. well. And I'm 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 just glad that pop quizzes are starting to leave. And are they really? I believe so. Yeah. I believe I believe I, I can't wait for your daughter to get into school and mm-hmm. then you're gonna find out like you know they changed how they do. No, math you know how now. I am because when I talk baseball, I say if I had a, my swing path. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I might be. The Giants yeah. wouldn't need to recruit me, right? Because I'd be in the Bay right now. And I'm gonna tell you this: the the way that they're what is changing, it called? Common Core Math, I think. Or common it, Core Math. Yeah. I'm gonna say, man, if I had this, my GPA would have been about <laughs> five five points high, whatever you needed. And now they're not even. These colleges aren't even looking right. at SAT scores oh anymore. We lived in a. T- it was a tough time, man. Oh, they wanted us to do everything. It was the worst. ACTs. They came up yeah. with new. 
new test for us to take. Wild. Ridiculous. But, you know, hopefully it's all it's all leading to a, yeah. a better situation. And hopefully the Kings are continuing in their good situation and continuing to win as they take down the Thunder last night and get ready to take on the Jazz tonight. Don't want to sleep on the Jazz at all. They got some players. And I was looking at who they beat. Basically, they beat who they're supposed to beat. I'm back here since the end of November, I think a bad loss for them. They lost to the Grizzlies late nice. November. Then after, then they lost to the Timberwolves, which isn't a bad loss anymore. Talk about blowouts. Here's one. I think Kings fans can empathize with the Jazz here. This was on December 6th. You ready for this? I Yes, I am. No, I don't think you are. Okay. Simone, you, you need to be ready for this too. The Jazz lost to the Mavericks. Okay. December 6th. Nothing wrong with that. 97 oh, okay. to 147. Okay. 147. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's insane. It's not great. 50 points is, uh, that's got to be probably the biggest blowout of the year, right? It has to be. That's not great. 147 I mean, to 97. Mm. Yeah, like... There's no excuse for the like, and, and you said that was just last week, right? That was December sixth. Yeah, Abaji had 21. <laughs> Shout out Abaji. Yeah, killed the Kings last year in a game. You had Luca had a 40 burger. Kyrie had 26. Oof. Tim Hardaway Jr., who somehow is ahead yeah. of Malik Monk, he's just stat padding <laughs> against the lowly Jazz. So Malik Monk better stat pad tomorrow night. He had 17. Seth Curry had 10. So that's a bad one for the Jazz right there. And, I mean, yeah, they they have a laundry list of injuries. I was looking at yesterday's game. Like you said, Clarkson was out. Mm-hmm. John Collins is out. Uh, they've got Keontae George, who's their most exciting rookie. He's out. Laurie Markkinen's out. There, there's no – I mean, I, I assume probably at best maybe two of those guys get mm-hmm. activated by Saturday. There's just – there's no reason why uh, the Kings should struggle with this Utah team at all. Of course, don't overlook them, but at the same time – feels like one of those games where just yeah. math-wise, I don't know how Utah gets to 110 points. Sure. And if the Kings can just play. Yeah, taking it back to school. Yeah, exactly. The arithmetic ain't like, arithmetic. Let's, let's just try and do the math. No. Even if Walker Kessler has a career night and gets 25 and 20 or something, it's like, all right, where are the where are the rest of the points coming from? And, you know, the Kings just need to, to operate in their normal offense. And, you know, it's starting to look like things are starting to click back into shape. Got to take advantage of not just tonight, but also that Wizards game on Monday because we've talked about it. Yeah. You've got that brutal bloodbath of a three-game yes. stretch coming up, and you want to be, you know, using these as kind of a little bit like a warm-up game. Yes. You know, you want you want to try and get into stride so that you're playing some of your best basketball for three really tough opponents because we've seen it before. Celtics will just blow the Kings out. So I had a little bit of struggles with the Cavs matchup because you had – you had Davion Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, a lot of D Mitchells <laughs> yeah. going on. Yep. Oh, so man. will Don't you struggle? Well, I know he doesn't play a ton for the Kings, yeah. but you got Kessler Edwards, you got Walker Kessler. It was a nightmare. It's a night. I, last year it was an absolute nightmare yeah. because I, the Kings traded for Kessler Edwards like at the deadline. Yeah, and we didn't. Nobody knew who Kessler Edwards mm-hmm. here before he got here, and just for the entire like pretty much two months. Of the regular season, I did. I called Kessler Edwards Walker Kessler. So yeah, I'm terrible at it. I'm I'm not the person to. You to called try. Walker Kessler Kessler Edwards. Both. I would call Walker <laughs> Kessler Kessler Edwards, and when I meant to say Walker Kessler, I would say, yeah, 
Whatever. I can't even. I can't even do it in my. Yeah, I just can't do it. Out your mouth. Can't do it. Is that you? That is me. Yeah. (laughs) We used to get crazy before you came here, Alan. You really tamed me. Wow. I I had to tone it down. I hear you. You You know, the only reason I've found a way to remember is that Kessler Edwards. I have a buddy named Edward. So I've just put that in my. I have a brother named Edward. So that's how I remember. That's how I remember. Because I've done yeah, it in right. my There's mind no all the time. Okay, and like, <laughs> not what kind of name is Kessler, but like, that's not a common name. And no. the fact that there's a Kessler first name and a Kessler last name. Yeah. It's just like, what the hell yeah, is it's, going on? It's a rough go. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we are doing some Bay Area talk, I will call it, sure. as the San Francisco Giants, and it's a mess over there with those, with all the media and dealing with. Oh, did you miss out on Otani because of San Francisco? We're not going to get political here, but I do think it's an interesting conversation and really want to get your thoughts from the Sacramento perspective or if you're from the Bay Area, 916-339-1140. When we get back, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. Talking Kings, talking Thunder, and talking Jazz because not only are the Kings playing the Jazz tomorrow night, the Jazz are in a bit of a situation where they need to make some decisions. It feels like they're leaning one way, but we will see as it pertains to Lloyd Markkinen, okay, and other guys that actual contenders could be interested in. But speaking of trades and free agents, as a lot of you know, I am from the Bay Area. I'm a big, big Giants fan. And there are a lot of conversations happening in the Bay Area when it comes to free agents based on something that Buster Posey had alluded to. And really, he talked about the perception. He didn't even say he ended his statement by saying he loves the Bay Area, but talking about the perception. So on KNBR, a Bay Area radio station, they had on Buster Only, who is one of the top you know, baseball right. media writers that there is OG. on OG on Murph and Marcus. And they asked him about what Buster said and whether Buster only has heard anything about that. And here's what Buster only had to say. Yeah. I've heard the same thing from agents and from players. Uh, when they talk about you ask them about, Hey, what do you think about, uh, you know, this team? What do you think about that team? And when you have the off the record conversation with agents and with players that comes up as being a factor, there's no doubt about it. Wow. And a lot of it is, um, and Buster, you know the city. You've been coming here a long time covering games. The players stay at Union Square, which is right near the, the Tenderloin, yep. which is right near the bad area. You know from coming here, you can go out to any number of neighborhoods and have a wonderful dinner or a wonderful night out or whatever. And it's not, it's very specific locale, but that's where the players stay is the problem. Well, and you know, and I know that a lot of these things go in cycles, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where a, a, a place, I mean, a decade ago, the Giants were a destination, right? Uh, you know, a team for a lot of free agents because the perception was great culture, great city, great ballpark, you know, a passing a fan base, uh, you know, terrific group of players, you know, the greatest free decor. And, you know, I, you know, what's gone on here over the last decade probably is fed into that where uh, players, agents are looking for negatives. So that was Buster only talking to Murph and Marcus on KMBR. And, you know, there is a lot, a lot being said on social media. And my take on it is really, it's just a, it's just a line of 
how good the team is versus how bad the city is, right? right? And I'm not going to pull up. I saw somebody pull up. I actually think I sent it to myself. I can find it. But it was a list of MLB cities and where where their crime lines up compared to San Francisco, right? So basically it was, okay, everybody is saying that San Francisco is this and San Francisco is that and the Bay Area is this, Bay Area is that. But this is how they actually, this is how everything actually stacks up. And San Francisco, and they wouldn't have done this if they were top five and everything. They actually weren't, right? And I think the biggest thing for me is to not even have to take it to a kind of political standpoint, that roster just isn't very good. So other things. So are you telling me, hey, I got to deal with the city that's not very nice? On top of the fact that the team's not the team isn't very good. Then yeah, but the idea that if Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, okay, and and they they just signed Glass now, the, the idea, and they had already signed Shohei before that, the idea that if you had that roster, the roster that the Dodgers ended last season with, and they wouldn't, somebody wouldn't come there. Right. Okay? Because of San Francisco and the issues in San Francisco, I think is a ridiculous statement. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, to your point, I think it has a lot more to do with the team because, I mean, I would say – it's really ramped up in terms of like the the talk of how how San Francisco the state of San Francisco right now has really escalated in the past year. Like, is is the city the reason why they didn't get Aaron Judge? I wouldn't say so. Is the city the reason why they didn't get Bryce Harper a few years back? I don't I don't think so. I think it's because the team hasn't been of quality. And yeah, there was that 100 win season, but I think a lot of people had questions about whether or not the talent was was actually there or if they just kind of maximized the most out of that season. I I I completely feel like this is more of a of a team thing first and foremost. I just feel like the Giants, you said it. I mean, you said it with Otani when it came to the Otani um courtship. If they make the playoffs last year, that negotiation probably goes a whole lot different. I don't know if it goes in the Giants' favor at the end of the day, but I think that it probably goes a whole lot better mm-hmm. uh, to say, yeah, you're still joining uh, a playoff roster and you can be the face of the organization. But if you're just saying, hey, come to San Francisco, you can be the face of our organization, what's the difference between that and what the Angels had going on? No. You know? yeah. I mean, to, you know, there's there's slight differences, but I mean, it's... Not really. Yeah. You don't have Mike Trout anymore. Yeah, that's... <laughs> right? So, and I, and I look at this, and here is... Here is something that tells you all you need to know about the line. And I know it's a different sport, but did the Warriors have any problem getting Kevin Durant? No, they didn't. Really? No. Right? They had no problems getting Kevin Durant. And that was when they were in in dirty Oakland, too. And they were in Oakland. Oh, my gosh. They were in Oakland. And Oakland has a worse rap than San Francisco. My goodness. To the national audience, right? Not even to the national audience. Well, even in terms of... The will even tell you. They're like, oh, Oakland. Don't walk around Oakland. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I... I don't think it's about that. It's about, hey, you're joining yeah. a championship team. Exactly. If the Dodgers were in San Francisco, Shohei Otani would be a San Francisco yeah. Dodger. Yeah. I truly Absolutely. believe uh, – I've never even said San that. Francisco a, San Francisco Dodgers. San Francisco Giants. Yeah. I mean, and like the Blue Jays. Like, yeah, sure. I think the, the prevailing narrative was, oh, yeah, there's a huge Japanese mm-hmm. uh, uh, contingency in Toronto – Okay, yeah, that that's that might be true, but I also think he sees, you know, he sees Bo Bichette over there, mm-hmm. he sees Vladdy Jr. Yeah. over there, and he's like, 
probably do some stuff over there right you know right. I don't think like he that's loves nice. the city of toronto right that's nice not a big but Drake guy. also right i'm i can listen to drizzy anywhere yeah. okay <laughs> i don't need to only be in toronto and have him come to my games i guess so i guess my my question and simone you can hop in here too just from two people outside of the bay area yeah what are your perceptions of the bay area simone you can go first if you want. right now what my perception of right the Bay now is. in general, whatever, whatever you think makes I mean, more sense. Yeah. Again, you know that I have roots there um, and going to school. I think that definitely it's not as I don't, I don't want to say anything damaging, but I don't think it's as dangerous as the narrative is surrounding the city. Mm-hmm. I think that there's ways to be um, smart and attentive, but I, yeah, I don't really think that it's as dangerous as everyone is making it out to be, um, in the circumstance. Do you feel like it is, cause you went to school there, you went yes. to college there. Do yes. you feel like it is whatever, whatever your interpretation of decline, like, do you feel like the city has declined in the, in the time that since you left there and I now? mean, again, I know we don't want to go down yeah, for sure. yeah, <laughs> this yeah, yeah. political route and these are unprecedented times, for but sure. I mean, isn't that everywhere? Not wrong. Yeah. The point is, it's just, and thank you, Simone. Well, I wanted to hear from you yeah. too, Chris. No, I mean, I've, I, I've always thought the Bay Area is a, even when I was a kid growing in, you know, in, in high school, I would say, I always said it's kind of weird that it's like a, a more of a political talking point mm-hmm. now, but I always said San Francisco is a beautiful city from the outside, but then you get in and yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it's just like, but I would also say any big city. We talked about it yeah. yesterday, New York city, you ever walk around the streets in New York yeah. and pizza rats. There's yeah. tons of homeless people on the streets and times square. Even like, I think that it's just a big city problem. LA, mm-hmm. man, you want to talk about LA's homeless yeah. problem? There's, t- I mean, they're almost the OGs of it. Like, right. they, they've had a homeless problem for a really long time in a concentrated area. I think to uh, the the point of of the of the San Francisco radio, I think it just has to do with the the area in which the teams are are staying like yeah that was actually think, really surprising to me they got so, them at the tenderloin there's yeah, a bunch yeah. of hotels the there though yeah. and like some of the nicest like the saint regis is right all down yeah. there downtown so where would you send them otherwise i guess right yeah it's it and like that part makes sense if that's the only thing you see in the mm-hmm. town then i can understand why you might that might be the perception and you could see how you know incoming free agents wouldn't know the difference because the only time they're in town, that's what they see for four days straight, right? Yeah. And look, and I'm not trying to come down his road because I don't know if he claimed this, and I believe he's on, I don't know, he's a free agent now, but Rowdy Telez <laughs> running around oh, these finest. podcasts as the quote-unquote Bay Area native. Homie, you're from Sacramento, and you went to Elk Grove High. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll tell you, Bay Area, we played Elk Grove at De La Salle. That was an all-day event. We had to do it on a Saturday. <laughs> we couldn't even play it on a school day because the you got to drive all the way out here yeah. to Elk Grove. So you're going – and I know – and that's a, and we're going to get into this media thing a little bit later in the show as yeah. well. But, you know, everybody wants that clickbait, and I, we're kind of feeding into it a little bit. But when you're running around and he is the Bay Area native, when if you're in Northern <laughs> California right. – Sacramentans are going to tell you I'm not from the Bay yes, and Bay 1, Area people are going to tell you I'm not from the Sacramento is not the Bay. Yeah, they do not and, speak and for they the just Bay. they just yeah. this is what happens. So I went obviously going to school back east. What happens is and I don't know 
this podcast, where these people are located. Clearly, they have no clue about California. Because what happens is I go to Philadelphia, right, and I just start feeding into it. Because I tell people, oh, yeah, I'm from the Bay Area outside of San Francisco, about 30 minutes, something like that, you know, 25 minutes out of Oakland, whatever it is. Oh, that's cool. I got a friend in San Diego. You think you know him? No, homie, I don't. That's six to seven hours away. But but people, so I just started feeding into it. I put yeah. up in my dorm room. I put up a surf a surf poster. Okay, oh, I, I, I stood up one time. Summer. I stood up one time. Oh. Okay, for about two seconds. So I'm a surfer now. I have my longboard that I oh rode maybe gosh. two or three times. Because if oh you 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 live by Brad Pitt? Yes, I do. Yep. Yes, I do. So in you the have these people, and shame on Rowdy Telez yeah. for coming out here and feeding into it. And homie, you're not even from the Bay. Not even close. Not even close. Got to get to a break. When we get back, continuing to talk Kings, talk Thunder, talk San Francisco Giants. We're also talking Brock Purdy and Cam Newton. And we have Jason Aponte coming up at 1 p.m. to talk Niners. Sounds and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.